the In Conversation podcast series with author Nigel Beckles. Welcome to the podcast. Get ready for takeoff. Welcome to another episode of my In Conversation podcast series. My guest for this episode is the Lean Mind Body Coach, holder of a Cognitive Therapy Behaviour Diploma, trainer and author, Ken Barnes. Hi Ken, welcome to my podcast series. Hi Nigel, really great to be a guest on your show and um, looking forward to, to speaking with you. So how have you been? Excellent. I mean, we're in troubling times. It is really a, a troubling times, and the, and the lockdown has obviously restricted us in in many ways. But I've actually used this time in quite a productive way to develop and learn and um, develop my business. I've done at least three courses during the time and and spent a good amount of time on my project. So the time has been very well spent for me. Okay, well let's go back in time a little bit. Where did you grow up? I grew up in. Hackney. I was born in Hackney Hospital. Well, it was Comerton Hospital back then, but yeah, I was born in the in the sunny town, if you want to call it sunny town of Hackney. Well, it's sunny now. You can't really afford to live there. The place, the prices have gone up so much there. Okay. What were your favourite subjects at school? Did you have any particular favourite subjects at school? The funny thing is, my favourite subject at school was science. And the reason for that is I used to get to the lesson early and, and myself and the teacher used to, used to do um, a crossword puzzle together. So that became one of my favourite subjects in school, science. And also I really, really enjoyed English as well. So during your life journey, was there a particular life experience that you believe changed you as a person? Yeah, there, there absolutely was. Uh, I mean, I think... The, the first one that stands out is the birth of my first daughter. Um, that was an incredible experience for me. It was a it was a life changing experience. I mean, I think childbirth is, is a miracle. So the other life changing experience for me was when my car um, got stolen. I was about thirty years old, and some individuals came into my office and they put a, a gun to my head. It sounds really scary. In fact, it was really, really scary at that point. And they stole my car. And the whole incident happened. It was just a year after my daughter was born. And it really made me reflect on my life, the people I had around me, where I went, and how I conducted myself. They also taught me that circumstances around you are dictated by how you respond to them and I decided to not to let that victimization not to let those individuals who have come and stolen my car and and however they wanted to make me feel I refused to allow them to do that and it, it, it was one of the first moments where something really traumatic has happened to me and in a very short time I was able to take control of my life take control of my emotions and my feelings and carry on and it and it, it was a big lesson because life throws things at us at times uh, unexpectedly um, and, but the thing we have control of is how we respond to them and that lesson really brought that home to me and it's something that I've used throughout my life and I've shared it in my trainings and I've passed that that experience and that knowledge onto my children that you know life will throw things at you you may not always have the control of what happens to you in your life but you always have the control of how you respond to it 
So what was the outcome of that incident? Were they ever caught were they ever, or were they ever charged? No, they were never caught. I mean, invariably, you know, it's a, it's a car theft. It's, it's not very high on the police scale, so they were never caught. Um, for me, that was never the, 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 the point. For me, it was the lesson that um, gave me. And, you know, I read a book when I was younger, uh, about 21, I read a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And it, 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 one of the statements that really rang true to me was, in every adversity, there's a seed of equivalent benefit. So in every negative, in every, in every disaster, in every bad thing that happens to us, if we look in at it in a certain way, we can find a lesson. And that's exactly what I did. And, and that lesson really helped put me on a trajectory to where I am now. So what made you decide to become a life coach? I was started my journey really working with young people in schools. And I found great satisfaction in seeing how they were growing and learning and, and developing. And I found I had a passion for it and I found I had a, a skill set for it. And, you know, I be, began to ask myself questions. What's my purpose in life? What's the, what's the meaning of my life? And what do I want my legacy to be? And as I began to reflect on that, it became clear to me that my legacy was about impacting people's lives in a, in a, in a positive way. And I moved on from working with young people to working with adults in the corporate world and delivering my own seminars. So in the beginning, I wasn't so much of a life coach. I was more of a trainer because I did a lot of group training and a lot of corporate training. I used to go into organizations and do soft skill training. And I've always felt very passionate about that because whenever I'm working with individuals or groups, and I see that they are not only grasping the information, but implementing their life. And then I get the feedback of how they've got positive change. It's a real gratifying experience for me. And I can't think of any better way for me to be able to earn a living than to do that. So when you were teaching children, in what capacity were you doing that? Were you a teacher? Well, it was it was more than life skills. I was delivering life skills. I, I was going into, into schools and just again, teaching young people about behavior, about emotional control, you know, teaching them that they could really take control of their own, own emotions and, and that, you know, the short time they had in school, that they should make use of it because it was, it was creating a foundation that they could build on for the rest of their lives. So it, it, in essence, it was, it was life school training and it was at a time when it wasn't very fashionable but it was very productive and, and very useful. So how did you make the transition then from children to teaching adults? I made the transition. I mean, I, I wrote a book called um, Respectisms, The Seven Principles of Respectisms, which I then delivered into schools and I turned that book into, and then I turned that book into an accredited level two program, which was quite successful, was delivered in a number of schools, even some schools in Europe. But it then came to a point where there suddenly began to become an influx of individuals working in schools. 
And I then got to the point where I felt the schools were not valuing me in the way they should do. And that became very frustrating because I felt I couldn't impact the young people in the way I wanted to. And I felt like I was just ticking a box. So I began to slowly get a little bit frustrated, a little bit disenfranchised. I came up with a concept called an inspirational youth luncheon. And that's where I would invite young people to a five-star hotel, sit around the table with some successful role models. That program happened outside of school. I had complete control of it. And I was still able to impact the young people in the way that I wanted to. And it went extremely, extremely well. That led on to a few other activities. But then I wrote a second book called The I Factor. And it was a a series of uh, 52 inspirational short passages used in my methodology, which I created called Transition Through Introspection. And that simply means change through looking within, not looking at anybody else, but looking within. And it all started with an eye. And that book went down incredibly well. And then I turned that book into a coaching program. And it was from there that I then started to work with adults. And in the corporate world, I held some seminars called AIM seminars, called Aspirational, Inspirational, Motivational Seminars. They went incredibly well. I held some I-Factor dinners where I brought people along and look at the passages because I created a set of cards that helped to, you know, bring out the, the messages in the book. So that went really well. And, you know, I, I really gained a lot of benefit from, from work with adults. And again, you know, it was in my control. I was outside of the school system. And this was outside of my inside of my control, the way I could work with these adults. So that's what really started my first journey with working with adults. Even I was doing it intermittently, but that's when I really got very, very serious about it. Well, there are a lot of life coaches around. I mean, I, I see life coaches advertising online and everywhere else. So are there qualifications required to become a life coach? Uh, let me just repeat, a life coach was not a title I ever gave myself. It was a trainer. But yeah, there are definitely qualifications that people can take to become a life coach. You know, um, for me, um, there, there, there became an era when there was a plethora of marketing activities for people to become a life coach. And I think people went through, the, they got the, the so-called qualifications, but I don't believe they had the quote-unquote confidence to be able to deliver on a life coaching career because really many people went through those life coaching um, academies to help themselves. So, you know, I really think that people really need some grounded experience. For me, I would see myself as, as a group trainer back then rather than a life coach, even though I am a coach now. So do you have one-to-one clients at the moment? Well, so let me just give you a little bit a little bit more background. So I then moved from the young people to, to, to working with adults. And then I moved from the adults. Well, in fact, I, I expanded my range of adult working into some Christian um, inspirational products called the Christian Power Book. And I created a series of Christian inspirational products which sold incredibly well into many churches. And that was for a few years and impacted a number of of lives 
And then I got a call one day from someone who I had been working with who was incredibly thankful for the work I'd done with him, but he was sick. And he said, Ken, I'm, I just feel so unwell and, you know, I really want to do so much in my life, but I just don't have the, the health and even the mental capacity at the moment. And when he put the phone down, I, I kind of sat and I thought, wow, you know, this man had been impacted in such a way that he was inspired, he was ready to take action, but his health didn't allow him to do it. And I just had an epiphany moment where it was, I feel that my focus needs to really have a real, I felt my focus needs to have a real foundation on health. So I then went on another journey to study health as, as much as I could. And I qualified as a health coach to complement all the other things I was doing. So as well as I was doing the health coaching, I, was, I always included mindset and psychology and thinking in it. And then I also qualified in CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, because I wanted to understand how the mind works, why we do things and why we stop things. So I then had a, a health coaching practice, which was focusing on improving people's health and working with their mindset so they could develop habits. How do you measure success with your clients or your groups? <laughs> At the moment, the, 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 to that transition I made into, um, again, just let me just go back very, very slightly so you understand where I'm at now. I was about to launch my practice as a health coach and the most devastating thing happened to me was the passing of my mother, which was about three years ago and it kind of sent me on a, a downward spiral whereby I was just, I kind of lost it, to be honest with you. I was really close to my mum and I really lost it put an incredible amount of weight. I stopped really caring and looking after myself. I got to the point where I looked in the mirror and I said, my mum wouldn't want me to be this way and I need to make some changes in my life. And that's when I started on the path which I'm on now because at, at over 50 years old, I was finding it incredibly difficult to lose weight even though I, had, I was a qualified health coach. I'd learned about calorie restriction and, and portion sizes. It just wasn't working, and it just wasn't fun for me. It just wasn't working for me to be able to lose weight. And I remembered one day that someone had spoke about eating a low-carb diet, and I took some time and done some research, and I thought, this sounds interesting. I then started on this low-carb diet, and my weight improved dramatically. In fact, over the course of about six, nine months, I lost over nearly 50 pounds. And it was phenomenal what happened. It was just unbelievable that I was eating foods that I was, I grew up being told not to eat, but they were impacting my life in such a, a positive way. So I decided to change my whole health coaching practice to becoming um, a health coach that practices low-carb nutrition, and, and mindset. And that brings me to where I am now. So my focus is about helping people to be able to lose weight and also manage their blood sugar, you know, reverse pre-diabetes and also reverse diabetes. So you'll ask me, how do I measure my success? I measure my success when people are on my program or I'm coached and they lose weight. I had a program in November, one woman in 30 days, she lost over 21 pounds. Wow. The average weight, the average weight was about seven to eight pounds. 
some people lost 10, but she lost 21, 21 pounds in a very a short period of time. I've worked with people who have reversed their pre-diabetes. I've even worked with um, people who have actually reversed diabetes, even though that takes a lot more attention. I really focus on people who haven't reached that diabetic state. So that's how I measure my success when people lose weight and then also when their blood sugar comes down to a normal level. But I, I am now moving on to the next level with that because, Nigel, the unfortunate thing about change is that change has to be sustained. And it's no good making a change and then going back to our old behaviours because our old behaviours will then bring out the old manifestation of those habits. And unfortunately, when it comes to diet and lifestyle changes, people find it incredibly difficult to sustain. So now I'm moving on to the next chapter of what I'm doing by creating an ongoing community which people can join and join over the next weeks, months and years where I will help them to not only change their habits and lose weight and manage their blood sugar, but to sustain that over the next coming weeks, months and years. So besides creating a community, have you got any other plans for the future? Well, I think actually that is a, a, a huge um, a project of mine. I wrote a book. I, wrote, I, I did write a, another book. Well, I've written a few other books before that, but just pertinent to this health coaching, I wrote a book called Lean Keto. With Lean Keto, which I'm now rebranding, to be called the Lean Mind Body Method. So that has gone extremely well and, and, and been really well received. There's possibly another book that I intend to write. But now for this project that I'm working on now called the Lean Lifestyle Tribe is one I believe is going to not just help people lose weight and manage their blood sugar, but it's going to save lives. So for me, at the age where I'm at now, I think this is my final chapter. So I'm investing all my time, all my energy, all my study into making sure I can effectively serve the people that join this community that I'm starting. Your activities sound very admirable, I have to say. So, Ken Barnes, thank you very much for your time. Well, Nigel, a real pleasure speaking with you. And, you know, I hope that some of your listeners um, have gained some insight, not just into what I do, but insight into the fact that, you know, no matter what life throws at them, it's how they respond to it that counts. And as they say, you know, we can make lemonade out of lemons if we have the right mindset. Very, very true indeed, and that's great advice. Take care now. Stay safe. Thank you very much, Nigel. Thank you for listening. Please join me for another In Conversations podcast very soon for more interesting and entertaining discussions. Stay safe.